for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. Here is your host, Rob Carson. Hello and welcome to the show. It is, uh, what, it's already Tuesday after a long Labor Day weekend for many of you. Much to get to on the uh, on the show today. Um, I have plenty of stuff to uh, to talk to you about uh, with regard to uh, the country, the state of the country, the president of the United States, who is no longer capable of being the president. We'll get to that very shortly on the show. But I do appreciate you joining me, guys. Um, I was a little under the weather over the weekend. Don't worry, it's not COVID. <laughs> it's not. Want to mention, by the way, real quick, we have a new uh, a new uh, sponsor. It's Home Title Lock. Have you considered Home Title Lock? I didn't realize this. I didn't realize how important it is to consider Home Title Lock. I had my identity stolen a few years ago, and my identity is not worth a whole lot. <laughs> but it did stop me from buying a car. It did. It froze my credit for ninety days. It was terrible. It was terrible knowing that somebody stole my private information and stopped me from being able to purchase anything. Cyber thieves search hundreds of public databases for high equity homes. If you have equity in your home, they're looking for you. And what they want to do is they want to pull your home's online page, forge your signature, and take your money they want to take a loan out on your house it happens all the time you want to stop this from happening i would encourage you to go to home title lock hometitlelock.com use the promo code radio will you do that i think it'd be a good idea i really do i really do i i have it on my home and i've already gotten four alerts nothing major nothing major Nothing major, but I do have home uh, equity in my home right now, and I don't want to lose it. I don't want to lose it. So you might consider it, guys. Uh, here's the deal. Uh, Chicago Sun-Times noted that 16 people in Chicago uh, were shot between Friday and, uh, and Saturday at 325. 63% overall, I guess, were shot, six of them fatally during Labor Day weekend over uh, the, you know, Chicago's um, uh, Mayor Lori Lightfoot's Chicago. It really is quite stunning when you think about it. It is really quite stunning. What's happening in the uh, the city of Chicago? I, I, my 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 wife and and my kids went to Chicago for my daughter's 16th birthday, and I was worried about them. <laughs> I was worried about them. Wow, 60 guys. Think about this. We're concerned about uh, uh, Kabul. We're concerned about Afghanistan. And there's a city in America where 63 people were shot over the weekend. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Oh, by the way, do you know the president's on vacation? <laughs> this is pretty funny. Actually, it's kind of sad and pathetic, to be quite honest. I'll just be, be honest. It's, it's sad and pathetic. President of the United States is on vacation this weekend, considering all of the things that are going on in the world. Considering that we have hundreds and maybe even thousands of people who are trapped in Afghanistan, <laughs> president is on vacation. Yeah. 
president's approval numbers are plummeting, by the way. Plummeting, plummeting, plummeting. Here is uh, 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 the reaction from the mainstream media with regard to Joe Biden's plummeting approval ratings because apparently this is important. All slice of independence, you can see his approval rating sitting at 36% now. In April, it was over 50. And that's, they're the, maybe they're calling the competence. 36%, oh my God. See voters, they actually, they react to what's happening. They're not happy with how COVID's going, whether it's Biden's fault or not. He's the guy at the wheel. It's a nightmare number for the White House. I talked with a Republican strategist about this whole situation yesterday. And what that person said is that Afghanistan, that horror in a vacuum, probably would not have significantly damaged Biden's poll numbers the way we've seen them change over the last few months. Who cares about the poll numbers other than those who support Joe Biden? They're the ones who are concerned but the point that this particular strategist made is that it's the totality of everything that's happened. The totality. Since April. <laughs> it's COVID. It's inflation. It's the fact that he's a really sucky president. Uh, yeah. There's some evidence voters are concerned about the immigration system, and it gives Republicans an opening to argue that things are spiraling out of control for the White House, whether or not. It's not just an opening for the Republicans. It's about the future of the country that's accurate. This number kind of tells you what you need to know, at least in terms of the way that this administration and this White House are communicating to the American people and to these persuadable independents. How no, it's not about the communication. It's about the president really screwing things up. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Left wing. <laughs> that's what it's about. Everything this president does right now, and I, I said re, the, the reverse uh, Midas touch, is everything that is gold that he touches turns to crap. And that's what people are mad about. I heard my, my friend Chris Plant today talking about all of the... Uh, did you realize that at college football games around the country, they had an F Joe Biden beep, 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 chant going. People are really mad. People are very angry about... All of the things that are going on in the country, all of the negatives, and particularly with regard to our withdrawal from Afghanistan, which is a failure. As much as you want to say it wasn't a failure, oh no, 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 it wasn't a failure. Uh, you know, it was, it was, it was a contingency. Most Americans say no, it was a failure. Sebastian Gorka did a wonderful job in his monologue on his show on Newsmax. Here is uh, uh, Sebastian Gorka talking about the cost of our surrender. Yes, it is a truism that every single person who enlists, who becomes a PFC or eventually an officer in our armed forces, they know what they're signing up to do. They know that one day they may die in a training exercise or in a godforsaken foreign land. For the life of me, I cannot consider uh, why somebody would do it at this point. But that doesn't make it okay, especially when their deaths are unnecessary and are the result of strategic blunders. The caskets that arrived home just a few days ago from Kabul of those brave Marines, that corpsman and that staff sergeant from Fort Bragg, they needn't have died. The way we left Kabul 
was wrong, it was dangerous, and it was astrategic. And the fact that the man who bears the title commander-in-chief just disrespected them as they were being brought off those planes, the bodies of our servicemen and women, by looking at his watch and then making inappropriate comments to the relatives, the fathers who were there, who were so angry at his selfish, self-obsessed commentary. This one's personal for me. Yes, I love all of our armed services. And as a DOD civilian for half a decade, for more than that, I worked with all of them. But the Marine Corps is especially close to my heart. I spent two and a half years of my career at Quantico, the cross, crossroads of the Marine Corps, as a professor, working with and teaching officers, senior NCOs, captains, you name it. And these lives are precious. And these men and women needn't have died. Seb Gorka totally kicks butt. <laughs> I mean, it really does. I could never match his uh, incredible wealth of knowledge. And he knows. And he knows. Unbelievable. America's mad. America is really mad. We are angry at this situation. We are angry at this pullout from Afghanistan. We know it's a fail. It is a fail. It is a gigantic fail. And we're mad about it. Because we have been invested in this Afghanistan situation for 20 freaking years. And we're mad because our sons and daughters, our husbands and wives, have gone there and died, not in vain, but unfortunately, the decision by this president has made it that way in the eyes of many. Have you gotten your uh, vaccine the reason why there's vaccine hesitancy in this country is because we don't believe the government anymore. We don't believe our government in a million different ways. They've lied to us about the election. They've lied to us about January the 6th. They've lied to us about this virus. How could you possibly believe what this government has to say right now? Joe Biden did a uh, vaccine hesitancy video this weekend. I thought it was pretty interesting, actually. He barely was able to stumble through, uh, uh, you know, some some uh, some questions from uh, somebody involved in healthcare. Here it is. What was your hesitancy about getting the vaccine in the first place? I wasn't sure what the side of well, I really don't believe you, Joe, because you're kind of a tool. Sex would be. Oh, here's the, this is fantastic. This is the institutional music. Stephanie, yeah, what yeah. took you so long? I don't know. I was just really nervous. I don't know, because you're kind of a creep and you lie about everything. Because I wasn't sure what the outcome was going to be to get it. I wasn't too comfortable with it. But once it became FDA approved, I felt really. Oh, you can trust the FDA. Comfortable with it after that. The full approval was important. It could not have come at a more critical time. 
This is an epidemic of the unvaccinated. Of course it is. Not the vaccinated. Anybody who's not vaccinated is in real trouble with this Delta variant. We actually Bullcrap. He didn't even feel the, the shot. Like, we felt pretty good about it. I think we were just pretty scared about the stories that people were telling. There's so much misinformation that's been put. Disinformatia. Out, but it's become awful political. You know, it's about freedom. It's about this, about that. When you got a shot from the middles, it's not about freedom. It's about making sure you don't get the measles. My son, he actually was the one to convince me to get the vaccine because he wanted to go back to school. He doesn't want to do Wow, this institutional make it, uh, music makes me feel so better. Remote learning anymore. Yes. What's your son's first name? My son's first name is Keith. Great. We need to uh, have Keith's name so we can target him. I'm going to send Keith a letter, a note. Thanking him for convincing mom to get the get the vaccine. Okay, he can't even talk. I mean, honestly, even in a conversation, he can't talk to her. Thank you. He will appreciate that because he said you're not going to talk to the president, and I said I actually am going to talk to the president, and he didn't believe me. You gotten both shots yet? We just got the first shot last week, Good. Wednesday, and our second shot is scheduled for September 13th. Okay. Why is vaccine hesitancy happening? Because we don't believe the man in charge. I don't trust this guy. Now, uh, get the vaccine. Go for it. It's your decision. Go for it. Get the vaccine. My children have the vaccine. My wife has the vaccine. Go for it. But can you blame anybody? If they say no to the vaccine because this president who also made terrible decisions with regard to uh, 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 Afghanistan, <laughs> you, you want to, honestly, you want to believe what he has to say? Ron Klain is a, uh, a spokesperson for uh, the, the White House uh, talking about the unemployment numbers. I don't know if you knew this uh, over the weekend. It was a long weekend. But the most disappointing jobs report in the history of the country... 200,000 jobs created, 700,000 jobs predicted. Ron Klain, Friday, talking about the unemployment numbers. Why did the president made a, make a decision to just let these benefits expire and not push to extend them again? Well, Dana, the Congress, when they passed these benefits, set this as the expiration date. By the way, the, uh, the uh, government unemployment uh, 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 funds that were paid to you for the last year, $300 a week additional on top of your unemployment claims in your given state uh, expired on uh, Saturday, this, by the way, this weekend. Right. And, uh, uh, and I would say the Delta variant is having an impact on the economy, but not so much on employment. Uh, we're at the lowest unemployment rate we have seen in this country in a year and a half, 5.2%. Uh, we've added jobs every single month we've been here. And so we, uh, the states were given money as part of the rescue plan back in March to deal with the consequences of any economic dislocation due to COVID. States are using that money in different ways. Uh, one of those ways is uh, employment bonuses, paying people to take jobs. Uh, other states are providing employment training, employment counseling. How about just get off your butt and get a job? How about that? How about just get off your butt and get a job? That's just generally the way things work in this country. So uh, the, these benefits expire under law uh, this week, this coming week. 
And uh, we uh, think that the states have the tools they need to uh, help people move uh, from unemployment to employment. Uh, How about uh, you as a person get off your ass and go to work? Has nothing to do with the government, has nothing to do with the federal government, has nothing to do with the state government. If you are out of unemployment benefits, you get your arse to work. Particularly, by the way, we have more uh, unfilled jobs in this America, in this country, than at any time uh, on the record of measuring unfilled jobs. So we think. Yeah, because uh, we've been paying people $300 a week extra on top of their unemployment benefits federally to, uh, to sit on their asses. Yeah. The jobs are there. Uh, and we think the states have the resources they need to move people. No, nah, no, you don't need state uh, resources. You just need to go to work. You just need to go to work. Good idea. It's a good idea. It's liberating, actually. It is quite liberating to to work. I know this. I know this. Most people don't actually uh, uh, get satisfaction from sitting on their arses. And collecting unemployment. Uh, we, I'm in broadcasting. There's a thing called on the beach. Used to be on the beach. If you got fired from a radio job, you could sit on your butt for uh, you know a few weeks and enjoy your time on the beach as the uh, as the radio company. <laughs> it's so funny. As the radio company uh, paid your benefits, it paid out your contract. You could be on the beach. That doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> that doesn't exist. And no, not even close. Cortez and Pellegrino on Newsmax talked to Claudia Tenney. She is a representative for uh, uh, Republicans in, uh, I believe, New York, talking about uh, Joe Biden. Should he be impeached? I do believe he should, by the way. Here, here's their inter- interview with her. What the truth is, he got so much pushback because he's dishonoring, you know, the very, uh, this, this uh, anniversary of this dread, tragic and devastating date that he moved it to an arbitrary date of August 31st. And then the Taliban decided to uh, put a line in the sand. And now he's stuck to that line in the sand. And then this phone call, you know, is just part of this course of conduct. And then we know, we found out that, no, the president did not, um, report to the Congress and the, and the committees of jurisdiction on drawing down the troops, which was required. They did an arbitrary waiver based on national security and saying that uh, it was, you know, people would be in harm's way. Well, who's going to be in harm's way? You're talking to the former president of Afghanistan, but you can't come to the Congress who has an oversight function in this situation. And there was a specific statute uh, sent, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Section 1215, in the National Defense Authorization Act. So there's a whole course of conduct and it culminated in the phone call and so much else that we need to see. Yeah. I think these are teachable. And the hypocrisy. And I think- We're talking about the, uh, the conversation between Joe Biden and the then president of Afghanistan, who escaped Afghanistan with four cars and a helicopter full of $165 million in cash. My God, I need to find a government job where I can get paid like this. That's kind of the way of the world, right? Isn't it kind of the way of the world? When you look at uh, uh, America and Barack, like Barack Obama and Joe Biden, they've never created a gosh darn thing in their lives. Hillary Clinton never created a thing in their lives. And they're worth hundreds of millions of dollars. And that's the way it is right now. 
with the <laughs> the former president of Afghanistan. Unbelievable. Here is uh, uh, Cortez and Pellegrino talking to Representative uh, Claudia Tenney about impeaching this president. You know, you want to talk about separating families, you know, what they've accused the Trump administration of, what's going on at our southern border. This is happening in Afghanistan as well. It's a disaster. And this is all Joe Biden because he's the one that appointed the people in the state. He put the State Department and our military in this terrible situation. His fault for causing this horrible death of our innocent uh, men and women in service that never should have happened. We have these, you know, tragic situation with Gold Star families. It is a, I've never seen anything like it in my lifetime. It is a disaster. If he doesn't resign, I think we need to talk about impeachment because this is not political. None of this is going to happen. I, I, I realize it's a, it's a it's a glorious pipe dream. It's not going to happen until 2022. This is constitutional. This is about our national security and it's about our servicemen and women and the security of this exactly. nation. 10% of Americans are left behind in Afghanistan right now. Generally, and I would assume throughout our history, we have been, we have focused on a directive with regard to our citizens trapped abroad. And it has been to save everyone, leave no person behind right now and this is according to the Biden administration we have 10% left behind and that's acceptable I guess right I have a feeling it is much more than that I have a feeling it is much more than that Rick Grinnell who used to be the uh, what the ambassador to uh, Germany among other things during the uh, Trump administration talking about the 10% of Americans who have been left behind I mean you know what are we supposed to do we we're we're jammed right now with all sorts of bad choices because we vacated all of the uh, foreign service officers and state department employees this administration Joe Biden Joe Biden's administration sat around uh, the cabinet table and Secretary Blinken didn't raise his voice and say, no, you cannot remove 2,500 U.S. troops and 5,000 NATO troops when I have the embassy, when I have foreign service officers, State Department employees who don't carry guns still working in country. You don't remove in a hostile uh, country, in a war-torn country, you don't remove the people with guns and then leave diplomats hanging and so i think that both wendy sherman who is the we call this a cluster bleep deputy secretary of state and anthony blinken who by the way was susan rice's deputy in the obama administration she's still in charge uh, both of these individuals need to walk out of the state department in shame they need to quit i'm thinking perp walked in handcuffs or Congress needs to get involved and they need to be forced out. They've already left State Department personnel in uh, country, in Afghanistan. They've abandoned them. And now we have the Biden doctrine, which is 90% removal, <laughs> having 90% of the Americans. You leave those 10% behind. It's no big deal. Gone from a dangerous situation is good enough. <laughs> wow. That's where we are. We left 10% of the people. In Afghanistan, 10% of the American... Oh, things are going to get ugly. <laughs> things are going to get ugly. Unbelievable. Rudy Giuliani, 
was on uh, Newsmax talking about uh, Joe Biden and the possibility of uh, treason charges. I would say there's certainly, uh, I have to put it this way, there's a case to be made and a case to be investigated. If this were a, if this were a Republican president and a Democrat Congress, they would have begun an investigation for impeachment the day after it happened. You and I have no doubt about that. And it would be probably the most substantial one they've ever begun. Because yeah. technically, he's violated the, the, the constitutional provision. First of all, it requires you being at war. Well, he did it while he claims we were at war with uh, the Taliban. He didn't, war wasn't over until we left. While we were at war, we gave them an airbase. We gave them an airbase filled with billions of dollars in armaments. Uh, we gave them a list of our people and then also the Afghanis who helped us. That's a kill list. It's like giving it to the Nazis. And this is also known as a cluster bleep. Uh, I can go on and on. So you can't aid an enemy of the United States. Unreal. Unreal. On top of all of this, you look at the, uh, the failures of this administration. You've got uh, ungodly inflation. I know this because I go to the grocery store. <laughs> you look at the price of gas. Unbelievable. Spicer and Company on Newsmax had a, uh, a guy, he's um, a worker on the Keystone XL pipeline. He had a really good job. <laughs> he had a really good job. And we had a really good situation because right now, Joe Biden is going to freaking OPEC to beg them to increase production on oil, which is the same thing that Jimmy Carter did. When Donald Trump was the president of the United States, we had energy independence. We had an overabundance. We were exporting oil. What a joke. What a joke. Here is Sean Spicer talking to Bugsy Allen. He's the guy who worked on the uh, Keystone XL pipeline. Joe Biden dismissed this man. Thousands of other people working on this pipeline said that they could just go ahead and learn something else. I want to know when government bureaucrats are going to do something else for a living. When you're able to dismiss what you do, maybe you're a pipeline worker, and you know all of a sudden you get shut down by the government. Well, you just learn something else. You can do something else. You can be a whatever, whatever, whatever. I wonder how many politicians can do the same thing. They can't. Here is uh, Sean Spicer talking to Bugsy Allen. A pipeline worker about what the hell he's going to do and what avenues are available for him. It's just a struggle day by day because this administration, and this is the first time ever in my life, at the stroke of a pen, a man loses his job. And, and I mean, it's, it's still a struggle to this day that our families are, are losing. And, and they're just saying like 11,000 and plus eight more thousand. Well, that's just Trans Canada. There is plenty more jobs that was supposed to have been going out there right now that's not. 
you're looking up in the 40 to 50, 60,000 oil field workers, you know, they've got to provide for their family. We love to work. We pay our taxes and we don't want to welch off. But you know, here's the deal. You all are white privileged. You are. You're, you're white privileged. You shop at Walmart. Honestly, country didn't give a damn about you. That's really what this is all about. I'm one of these people, by the way. <laughs> I'm one of these people, by the way. I shop at Walmart. I look at stickers on my groceries to make sure of it. Hey, 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 here's the deal. Oh, my gosh. Look, there's a yellow sticker on the thing at Walmart. It means it's on sale. I want to buy some. I realize you folks on the East Coast and the West Coast, you don't realize because you go to your Whole Foods, <laughs> you go to your grocery store and you see the glorious packed shelves of all the food you got. And you realize that some farmer in the Midwest and Iowa and Arkansas and Alabama and Missouri and Minnesota, they get up early and they bust their butts. And they do everything they can to produce what you eat so they can eat. Here's more from Bugsy Allen on the uh, Spicer and Company show. The government, we don't want to welch off our government. All we want to do is work and prosper our families. I've got three boys. I've got one 20-year-old going to college, be a Texas State game warden. Well, you are white privileged, though. That's the thing. You are white privileged while you are feeding the country. You're white privileged. I've got yeah. 12 and 11-year-old behind them. And, and, you know, I'm doing, I want my children to have better than what I had. And, and I have a, a, a good, healthy working body. And, and I, I expect to, to try to do it. And then you've got it in me. This guy is a hick, redneck, white supremacist, clearly. Administration that comes in here and says, oh, well, you can go find other work or what have you. I worked 34 years. I can't just drop the hat and go over there and do something. Well, Joe Biden says you can. It's not works that way. Here's a little bit more from uh, Bugsy Allen on the uh, Sean Hannity, or it's Sean Hannity, on the (laughs) Sean Spicer show. Well, others are just, they're just having to do whatever they can do. You know, they're just trying to pick up a little bit here, a little bit there. It's just like me. I, I've been running a skid steer. I've been cutting wood. I've been uh, uh, working cattle. I've just Now, do you realize, <laughs> any of you folks in the uh, on the East Coast, any of you folks who've never uh, done this for a living, do you realize what he's talking about here? When was the last time you had to... Uh, do this to make a living. You hear what he's talking about? Doesn't mean anything to you. Because maybe uh, you're on the East Coast and if you lose a job, you just get on unemployment. And you move on. Listen to this man. Listen to what he's doing to support his family. Listen to this. It's just one thing right after another to be able to try to 
Dude, keep your... He's just a redneck, white trash. Uh, honestly, he's a white privileged. He's a white privileged, white trash piece of crap. Self afloat and keep your family even, which this year I haven't prospered. I've not been able to prosper my family. What I wanted to, to, to be able to gain this year. This year... Listen to this again. Listen to this man. He's not a racist. He's not a white supremacist. He's just trying to make a living. Whatever they can do. You know, they're just trying to pick up a little bit here, a little bit there. It's just like me. I, I've been running a skid steer. I've been cutting wood. I've been uh, uh, working cattle. I've just It's just one. I've done all that, by the way. I've done all that. Thing right after another to be able to try to, to keep yourself afloat and keep your family even, which this year I haven't prospered. I've not been able to prosper my family. What I wanted to 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 be able to gain this year, this year has been, you know, it's just been a loss. It hadn't been a gain. Uh, but in Washington D.C., oh man, it's been so glorious. <laughs> it has been so glorious the last four years in Washington D.C. Man, you you make yourself, oh my Lord in heaven, if you're a politician in Washington D.C., it is rich. Nobody in Washington, D.C. experiences what that guy did. AOC doesn't do that. Making 175 grand a year to, uh, <laughs> to uh, places where she lives, drives one of them uh, fancy electric $75,000 electric cars. Wow. Just Wow. I'm going to wrap things up today, guys. I've got a very uh, busy weekend in front of me, so I thought you would enjoy the show today. I greatly appreciate you joining me. If you would get a chance to, please uh, subscribe to the uh, the show on a number of digital platforms. Just go to uh, NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast. That would be awesome. I would greatly appreciate it if you would do that. Um, and also, uh, I'm all, sorts, all, all over social media as well. In the meantime, guys, have a glorious day. I will see you tomorrow. And in the meantime, please don't catch the Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details.